Welcome back to FIAT, the podcast for Catholic women. We are Renee and Maureen, and we want to give you reliable and honest information about how to be a modern Catholic woman in the world but not of the world. Use personal experiences as well as church teachings to motivate you to always say yes to God. Welcome back, ladies! Welcome back! And this week, I am very happy because something fun happened this week oh. about the podcast. Someone oh. recognized my name because they listened to the podcast. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no, it was really fun. I was just like talking to somebody I met on campus and I was like, oh yeah, my name is Maureen. And they're like, wait, do you do that podcast Fiat? And I was like, I do. Oh, I and do. you know, I felt like I had fully made it in yeah, the world. Like, we're like famous. There's nothing more that I need to accomplish. Mm. I have been recognized by someone before I even knew them. So yeah. That's cool. You know, I have noticed that a lot of like the incoming freshmen listen to Fiat. Like I've had a few freshmen talk to me about it once they figure out who I am and I'm like me incoming freshman didn't even know what WCUA was uh, no, so good kudos to these guys know, for yeah. being involved like I'll take it but um so yeah thanks for listening freshies yeah well this one was a sophomore but yeah oh that too but uh, yeah if, if you're out there listening you know who you are and thank you because you, know you, you definitely made my week so yeah it's great what happened to me this week <laughs> Like, nothing, really. I can't even think. Well, we did have that long weekend, so that was kind of nice. Oh, that was... I know, but it was such a, like... It felt so short. What do you mean you don't know what happened to you this week? You went to your favorite band's concert. Oh, I knew there was something. (laughs) I knew there was something. Okay, guys. It was amazing. This So, I went... So, if you guys... I I like this band called Wild Rivers. They're kind of small, I guess, but... They are so good and so underrated, and I saw them at Union Stage in D.C. First of all, at Union Stage, amazing. Highly recommend. Um, it was a peak, I keep telling everyone this, but it was a peak moment for me. Like, the band came on stage and I realized that this is, like, one of the happiest I will ever be. (laughs) And I was like, I need to take it in and enjoy it. (laughs) So I did. It was great. And they played, like, for almost two hours, which is pretty impressive for a band that has, like, a two and a half hour, um, length of music. So it was pretty great. And it was quite, quite, quite fun. But yeah, that was, like, I guess my main event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it kind of, like, it was the focal point of your week. It really was the focal point of a few weeks, if we're being honest. There was a lot of hype going up to this concert. (laughs) Too much hype, one might say. Gosh. No, I'm happy for you, though. I'm glad it went over well. Mm. Me too. But, guys, for once, we're not recording in the morning. I know. Well, it's it's my fault. Well, it's mine. We both forgot. (laughs) Let's be honest. So, like, we both, we work at the same place on campus. We work at the Mm -hmm. information desk. And I forgot to change my preferences. So I got scheduled for like when we normally record, which is in the mornings. Um, so we're recording in the afternoon. Yeah, so it's because it's that weird week where like we have like what's called an administrative Wednesday. So to, we're recording on Tuesday, but it's like actually a Wednesday for classes. So we it was like a whole debacle. But this week is kind of a poop fest to be honest. Just gotta <laughs> get through midterms. Just gotta get through. <laughs> But, um... Not looking forward to it. Yeah, me either. Let's not talk about it then. Yay! But even though it's afternoon, we still have our respective drinks. Oh, yes, guys. I'm so proud of this. I thought about this before the podcast. So today... (laughs) Today I'm drinking tea, which is unusual, um, out of a cup that my boyfriend gave me for my birthday. And... In accordance with that, today we are talking about love. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She was so happy. She comes into the room to record, right? And she goes, I thought of a real transition for once. Because I actually am drinking tea out of the cup. Like, it it is a real thing. Yeah. And it's the first time that I'm using this cup, and he gave it to me like two months ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's terrible. It's because, okay, it's because the cup that I use for my coffee is much bigger. That's so. true. He gave me a normal size Her coffee, coffee mug cup. is enormous. <laughs> my mom sent it to me and I really appreciated it. Um, anyway. Okay, but for realsies though. Yes, we're talking about the L word. The L word. But kind of like not about relationships, yeah. but kind of about relationships. It's going to be interesting. But mostly not about relationships. But mostly not. So when she honestly. told me the transition, I was honestly like, wow. Well, I mean, like it's a good transition, it but it doesn't well, really transition into our It kind of, okay. <laughs> I'm getting abused. Anyway, so we are talking about vocations kind of again today. Um, and there's multiple ways I think this episode can go, so I'm excited to see what happens. But um, we are mostly talking about the vocation that all Catholics and really all people have, which is to love. Um, and I think yeah. First, before we like get into it too much, like yeah. just so you guys know, because we were I notice when I edit that we're really bad at like outlining, and I appreciate this sometimes. Mm. Um, Last week, we did a vocation update. So um, we started the podcast a year ago talking about vocations, and so we wanted to, like, yeah. come full circle and do it a year later. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to that now, and then this one will make a little bit more sense. True. Um, but that one was kind of, like, more focused on religious life. So this one we want – excuse me, wow. We want to talk about more, um, like, a day-to-day vocation and how everyone can live out their vocation. So continue. Yeah, but so um, – the reason I think this episode is interesting is because before I came to Catholic, I knew what a vocation was, but I really wasn't exposed to what I would call vocational discernment. Um, so I think I went through, and I still am going through, a lot of stress and anxiety because um, as someone who's pretty sure about their vocation, when you go to college and a lot of people aren't, and they've been doing discernment for years, you begin to feel like, wait a second, something might be wrong here. Um, and I've had some people like kind of like put their vocational discernment issues onto me, which has not been healthy at all, um, but it happens, you know, we're imperfect. Um, and so like I've definitely like been through this rabbit hole of like, wait, what if I don't know my vocation? And what does vocational discernment actually like look like? Like have I even really discerned? Like, but I think <sighs> I get too caught up in that sometimes and we forget that we all can live out. Like you might not know your vocation. You might know your vocation and not be able to live it out yet, but we can all live out the, the universal vocation which is to love. And so if you're not sure or you're in a weird spot, that's okay because you can still be as like in a very American mindset of like a quote unquote productive Catholic because yeah. you can still love. Yeah. And I kind of had like, I obviously, if you guys know, like we had very different childhoods, like in mm-hmm. respective to like faith and religion. Mm-hmm. So I heard about vocations literally from the time I was like two years old. Like people were always yeah. talking about it and stuff. So I knew about like the three main vocations which are, um, like, religious life, married life, and the priesthood. But then this, like, universal vocation was actually something I hadn't heard about very much until I came to college, same. Like, mm. I, I, they definitely had mentioned it before because, um, like, if I had been in some sort of, like, lecture or whatever and someone was like, what is, like, the universal vocation? I would have been able to answer it. But sure. I didn't hear about it much, like, in practice. So... I had this class, which I hated, called the vocation of business, but mm. it did have an interesting one day we talked about, like, a universal vocation and how it can apply to your career specifically, too, mm-hmm. um, because the universal vocation is beyond, like, the three main ones, yes. and so in your day-to-day life, you can live it out, which includes your business life. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I do want to preference here with, like, I think in a modern Catholic sense, we use the, vo- the word vocation a little too much. Um, and we kind of take away, like, the specialty of what a vocation actually is in, like, the capital V sense. Um, so, like, 
your capital V vocation of like religious or married life is still extremely important, but um, like it's still okay to know that you can live out a type of vocation through your everyday life. Like that's also super true. Um, but so yeah, so I just want, I'm in a marriage and family class right now and um, it's okay. But one thing that's really, really good is our TA actually taught a class um, like two weeks ago and she talked about how marriage, like it was like a class on JP2's Theology of the Body. We had to read a very small excerpt of it. Um, and JP2, I don't understand that man. His writings, I just can't get my head around them. But her lecture was great because she talked about how like, you know, when you're married, you give your body to your spouse. Like that's like, you like love them and like create a family and like that's your vocation. And like, but because we're human, we love our spouse imperfectly. Like we can't have a perfect love on earth, um, but we like love them in hopes that they'll give us a sense of Christ's perfect love and like we can give them a sense of Christ's perfect love. Um, but then this is where like my mind was like blown is like we, Christ like has already given us a little taste of marriage. Like every time we receive the Eucharist, like we receive his body and through his death and like ultimately his resurrection, he gave us his body so we could have salvation and know his perfect love. Um, so like, I've heard this analogy before, but I think it's so beautiful. It's like walking to receive the Eucharist is like, in a sense, in a very real like di divine sense, is walking down the aisle to meet your beloved. That's so beautiful. Um, I know, <laughs> makes me a little emotional. But like Jesus, whether you're religious or married, is your beloved. Um, I think especially like from a feminine sense, um, there's something that like a human love can never fully satisfy, which is normal. Um, but like if you're a religious, you get to walk down this aisle to Jesus every day. And when you're married and you actually walk down your wedding aisle, the man is in a sense like he's he's like taking the responsibility of being your beloved so you can know Christ's ultimate love. Like that's amazing, wow. guys. Wow, we're gonna need a second to like unpack. Yeah, some let's of like that. let's like talk about it. Um, but like just real quick, and then we'll like really unpack this stuff. So something that I think is really interesting is like if love equals giving of oneself, and in a very physical sense, like giving your body, whether religious or married. Um, like so, if love is giving of ourselves, um, then we all have a special vocation to give to give of ourselves so others can know Christ's selfless love. Um, so, like, that's the ultimate vocation of love, I think. Um, but then, if we want to start to unpack this, I'll obviously let Maureen talk because I've been going for a second. <laughs> um, like, my real question that I've been really struggling with in my own life is, like, what in the world is a selfless love? Like, if we can't love perfectly, yeah. how do you love a human? Like, how do you know Christ's love? Like, Christ's love is, like, so perfect, and we are so imperfect. Like, how do we reconcile those things? Wow. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that question. That's okay. That's, we're going we're gonna to talk, talk about it. Yeah, she's like, let me just ask the most big, like, philosophically question like, ever. <laughs> and hand it over to Maureen. Like, <laughs> so take it away. Um, yeah, I think all of this is really interesting. And, like, of course I've heard this analogy because, mm. you know, I've heard basically every analogy ever. Because um, she's a cool kid. No, it's <laughs> just because I was homeschooled for a while, so that was, like, essentially, like, going to Catholic school, and sure, I was in yeah. Sunday school, and, you know, um, been going to church since I was an infant and all those stuff. But, like, every time I hear it and, like, really think about it, 
it means so much more mm-hmm. to me. So I think it's good just to be reminded of it every once in a while because, yes, it's in the back of your head, but, like, you don't – it doesn't come to mind unless someone is like, no, like, you need to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, going down the aisle is, like – getting married to Jesus every time you receive him, you know, so that's, like, a big deal. (laughs) Which is why the real presence is so important, just a little, like, excerpt (laughs) in there. Yeah, and, like, giving of yourself to him, and it's, it kind of brings back to, like, last episode where I was talking about how, um, I definitely won't be able to find my vocation if I'm not, like, staying in touch with God and I'm not praying daily. I think that's really important that, like, even if you do know your vocation, like, you won't be able to live out your vocation with a capital V unless you're living out your daily vocation. Yeah, that's so, I'm so glad you said that, because, like, so I am dating someone right now, like, gross, like, (laughs) I meant, like, gross, gross. like, emotions, ew, but no, for real, so, like, I, I mean, dating is, in a sense, like, a, kind of, like, a novitiate period for marriage, like, just, like, when you're a novice in religious life, um, but, like, one thing that I did notice is a few weeks ago, I was, well, I guess actually a week ago, I was having lunch with a sister that I'm really close to, and we were talking about this, is, like, I just all of a sudden had this, like, like really bad, like, deep, deep anxiety about, like, a lot of things, but one of them was, like, I was, like, oh, no, like, what if I'm actually, like, doing the wrong thing, and, like, what if, like, he's not the right guy for me, or, like, what if, like, um, I'm not supposed to even be married, like, it was just, like, this whole, like, you know? But then I realized and we talked it out is like I hadn't been going to mass. I hadn't been praying. My school and work life had been extremely stressful. Um, And it's like so I really made it a point to start going to daily mass. Um, And I I realized that if I pray when I wake up, because I do my homework in the morning. So if I pray when I wake up, Jesus, like help me get my homework done so I can go to mass on time. I always get my homework done. (laughs) Like, he always just makes sure that I go to Mass. Like, last night I was like, I can't go to Mass. I have something to do for the tower. Yeah, I finished it real quick. And it was like I wasn't oh, even boy. trying to finish it. So, like, I think that when we when we take Christ out of our lives, whether intentionally or unintentionally, our vocation gets so much more confusing and so much more stressful. Like, I, don't, I wasn't even, like, going to Mass to pray for my boyfriend or to pray for my vocation. I just needed that silence to be like, life is not that deep, you know? Like, I don't need to be that stressed about work. So, anyway... Yeah, but that's actually kind of, like, similar. We had a friend that just went through a breakup, and yeah. he was saying he was he felt really bad because he's like, I don't want to waste anybody's time if we're yeah. not meant to be together. Yeah. And I think that's such a valid, like, a, you know, fear that people have yeah. is, like, if this isn't my vocation, like, what if everything that I'm doing right now is just a waste of time? But mm-hmm. it's not a waste of time yeah. if you're if you're actively trying to pursue Jesus and you are, like coming back to him each day and mm-hmm. making it a point to like start your next day with him by your side yeah so I, I think mean, that's really big I think also like something that our friend um, brother Joe talks about a lot is like we've I have talked about this with him quite a bit is you really do learn how to love by loving someone like you're not gonna learn how to love by just like reading about it as much as I wish that was true because <laughs> I'm such a practical human like you learn who you are as like a quote-unquote beloved by being someone's beloved and like whether your relationship is a year a month or two days like I do think that you learn a lot um through that and I think that's why a lot of priests and like religious have dated in the past um before they realize that they were called to that is because like you learn about love through other people and like I think this all comes back to the fact that if Christ is the ultimate lover then like you know what example is he giving us of what love should look like because, you know, like, if you wear a cross around your neck, like, that's not exactly the most, um, 
doesn't exactly like sound like that's fun, you know, to like die on a cross for someone. And it's like kind of scary to think that's the example that he's giving us of what love looks like. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's a good point. Like being in a relationship and like as someone who's never been in a romantic relationship, that's kind of concerning to me Mm because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'll never know how to love. Um, But I think also you can apply it to like any relationships in your life. Obviously it's going to be a different kind, but like loving your family, loving your friends, Mm -hmm. you know, like being a good person and treating them well as Jesus would want you to treat them um, is helping you prepare yourself for whatever it is that you'll be doing in the future. Yeah. I mean, there's different kinds of loves too, you know, like C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot. Um, You know, there's Eros, there's Agape, there's like, what's the first one? Like, like basically like a friendship type of love. That's Agape. No, Agape is like deep. Oh, you're right. That's like. Eros is like romantic love. And there's one above that that I can't remember right now. That's basically like, like a, like an acquaintance. Oh, Um, And then like, you know, there's like deeper friendships and things like that. Um, but so I think, like, it's important to understand that love doesn't have to be, like, a sexual romantic thing. Um, I think this is when people get a little caught up in this idea of, like, Jesus loves you. It's like, well, it's, like, different. Like, it's a lot <laughs> higher and, like, more beautiful than what yeah. we can do. Um, so, yeah, I don't, oof. What's the transition from that? I don't know. You just uh, left me at such a weird place. I know. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I guess we could talk about, like, what does it mean mm-hmm. to, like, have selfless love? yeah. Yeah, so, okay, one thing that I think is important with the whole selfless love, how do I do it thing, is um, you can't. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> we, we as human beings, as sinful human beings... Um, Wait, I'm sorry, I just need to interrupt. I'm, like, dying over here. When she said you can't, and I was, like, thinking back, like, our tagline is, like, inspiring you, and we're over here being, like, no. you will never be able to accomplish this. Well, okay, but it's really funny. But right, I mean, as, as like, not Mary and Jesus, uh, we will never be able to, like, 100% fully able to, like, be, like, to have Jesus's perfect selfless love. Because the only one um, who, like, could do that was Christ because he never sinned. And I guess maybe Mary, too. Um, but I think one thing that's really important when talking about what it means to love someone is... Um, you have to take out a lot of cultural cues about what love really is and remember that love is just, it is so much more than a feeling. Like, feelings change, emotions fluctuate. Like, you know, I, I one funny thing that I've seen about quotes about marriage is like, it was like, I'm paraphrasing here, but like anyone who's been married knows that you can love your spouse one day and then hate them the next. And it's like a joke. Like, you don't, like, fe- like saying that love is like, oh, I, I like them because they make me feel good. It's just so, first of all, super self selfish and also just really not like not what love is I don't really know exactly I'm still working through what love really is um (laughs) because I am 20 (laughs) but I mean I think it's important to remember that if love is sacrifice and like love sometimes hurts like then our feelings are not going to be enough it has to be somewhat intellectual as well um I don't know what do you think about that no yeah I agree I like I really like how you pointed out that part where like I like how they make me feel is mm. not love because that's not focused on the other person at all. Yeah. It's all on you. And it's like, I feel good when I'm around them. Like, well, that's great. But like, what are you doing for this relationship? You know, like yeah. what, what are you putting in to like make, get both of you to heaven? And that yeah. I think is like definitely the most important part of love so is, 
you want, like, the definition that I've heard is, like, you want the best for the other person, which is ultimately heaven. Right. And so you should be focused on helping that other person get to heaven. And Mm -hmm. everything that you do should be to that end. Yeah, this is why, um, this is why that relationships that lead you easily into sin, especially mortal sin, is very bad. um, Because you're starting to associate sin with love. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, sin feels good. So if he makes me feel good, then he loves me. Or like if I do this for him, then he'll love me. Um, Not super great and actually super toxic mentalities to have about what love really is. Um, And I think a lot of us have fallen in that trap. It's very easy. Um, We're humans. Like I said, we're not perfect. But I mean like, yeah, like if you're really, this is so complicated. But if your person is really trying to lead you to heaven, like, the relationship, whether a friendship, a romantic, a family relationship is going to be difficult. It's going to have issues. The question you have to ask yourself is, is it difficult because it's, like, sinful and wrong? Or is it difficult because it's, like, challenging me and forcing me to, like, rise up? Like, are they making oh, yeah. you, like, rise up or, like, rise down? Yeah. And I think that's just, it's really hard to see in the moment. It's very easy to see in hindsight. Um, but, like... And I, and I think love takes a lot of time, and it, it grows, and it's different. Like, I think the love you have in the beginning of a relationship is not the love that you'll have when you'll get married. I think it's just, like, a, like it just changes. That makes sense. So. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think, like, one thing is interesting that I've always thought, and I'm actually curious to hear what you'll have mm. to say on this, is, like, do you think that love has to be reciprocal for it to actually be selfless? To be selfless? Yeah. Like, can you love someone without them loving you back? Is yeah, it, like, really? I, yeah. I think you can. Um, I mean, people do that all the time, right? I think with, like, I think with maybe, um, family relationships, I think that, like, a mother's love is so selfless in a way that, like, maybe they have a falling out or something or, like, I don't know. I think that you can have, but I, but, but... I don't know if that's, like, in a romantic sense, the best thing. Right, no, that's what, what I'm curious is saying, like, if you love someone and you want the best for them, but mm-hmm. they don't want the best for you, like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Because, like, in a you could, sense? well, any sense, like, okay. you could be trying to lead them to heaven, but if mm-hmm. they're not doing the same for you, like, how do you selflessly love them while still keeping your own soul in mind? Well, I think the first step is you just, like, really just have to pray for them. Like, in, like, not in the sense of, like, prayer is the answer and, like, everything will figure itself out, which is true, but, like, annoying to, like, say. Um, I think that, like, in any relationship, like, I've noticed this with myself and, like, even friendships, is, like, prayer is so important. And I think that if you just, like, if you put God in your life, like, in the sense that I, so I, let's use myself as this example. I was having anxiety, like, really, really bad. And the sister that I get lunch with was, like, Renee, have you asked God to help you with that? And I was, like, LOL, no. So I just went to Mass and I was like, can you please take away this anxiety? And he may have taken away a little too much because I haven't been stressed enough about school. <laughs> but he really did take, like, oh, like... Wow, must be nice. No. I mean, like, but really, like, on, like, a serious level. Like, it was crazy. I had so much peace. Not in the sense that I had any answers, but it was just so obvious that Jesus was like, you are stressed about nothing. Let me take that away. So maybe, first of all, be like, hey, Jesus, what do you want from me? Because I do think that God puts people in your life to help them and to help you, whether or not anything romantic or, like, friendship comes from that. Um, but I, I think that if they're, if they don't love you, I, I mean, I don't know if that's real love. Like, if that's, like, healthy for you, you know? Like, you can love someone and still know they can't be in your life. Like, there are, I think that there are people that we love and we want to see have, like, the greatest success 
in a spiritual and physical sense, but like that we know we can't be a part of their lives. So I think sometimes you have to be, I've talked about this a little bit, like last year is like being okay with letting people go, which is like, I think one of the hardest things, which is, I think one of the reasons why breakups are so hard is because, you know, you maybe you don't want to break up, but you know, they're not right for you. So, well, like the reason I brought this up is because, you know, like Mm -hmm. your universal vocation that we've been talking about is like a very daily thing. And so what I'm thinking is like, if you, if that person is really like going to be detrimental to you, then you won't be able to give that selfless love to somebody else is kind of what I'm thinking. So like, there's a point where even if you love someone, you want the best for them, you can't continue to like spend all of your energy on them because you won't be able to like fully fulfill the rest of your universal vocation if they're like dragging you down yeah I think something we don't talk about enough is like relationships are very emotionally draining even if they're good relationships like it takes a lot of energy to be in them um because like you're constantly like focused on someone else I guess and like so there is a sense of like love is really taxing (laughs) and so you have to like really figure out what your priorities are and like what you want to accomplish in the world um which I think is why relationships are why after like serious relationships people discern religious life (laughs) is because they realize that they don't want that anymore and like they have like a higher calling which is great for them um wish it was that easy (laughs) just kidding but yeah so I think that's really true is you do have to be able to like you all, I mean, putting yourself first is also important sometimes. Like, that's not necessarily selfish. Yeah. To be like, ah. So. No, that's something that I definitely, like, go back and forth on. Like, yeah. when is it that I'm, like, when do I need to prioritize myself so that I can do good in the world? And mm. when is it, like, too much to the point where, like, I'm not doing enough for other people? I think this all goes back to, like, the motherhood question, too. Is it's, like, you want to do things in the world, but you also want to be a mom and, like, a wife. Like, I feel like that's a question that women are constantly asking themselves. Because, like, I think women by nature, like, we want to be, like, we want to be the helpers. Like, we really want community. We want, like, we want to help and nurture and, like, things like that. And so, like, when that's challenged, I think that that's really difficult for women to reconcile. And it's why women can stay with guys so much longer is because they're like, but I can fix him. And, like, I Mm -hmm. want to, like be good for him and it's like ah (laughs) and like I'm assuming that the answer is kind of like going back to what we were talking about at the beginning where Mm -hmm. we're talking about this like giving yourself in in a spiritual marriage to Jesus like if you like you can give a hundred percent of yourself to Jesus and then what he'll do is like he'll give some of it back to you to give to other people I mean yeah he'll give you like you give a hundred percent Jesus gives like a hundred and ten percent like he never disappoints yeah so I think like that's where you got to start you got to start by giving everything to Jesus, and then, I mean, I don't really have an answer for you after that. I think that, you just got to do that, because that's all we got, to be honest. But then, like, he'll be able to help you, like, if you truly give yourself 100% to Jesus, he will replenish you so that you're able to give yourself to others. Yeah, I think that's very true. I'm just going to go back to this anxiety example. I've been so, like, yeah, I've been, like, so, like, not depressed, that's kind of, like, a buzzword at this point. But just, like, so involved in my own, like, quote-unquote sufferings when in reality I was literally just not praying. So it's, like, it's, like, if you just pray, like, it sounds so simple and it's not, I understand that. But, like, if you just put Jesus at the center of your life, he really will figure out the, you know, the everything else. 
And like obviously it's not gonna be perfect because as Renee was saying, you can't can't have yeah perfect you love. can't you can't I mean that's important to <laughs> so remember you're gonna, though because, you're gonna struggle yeah exactly and like you're gonna mess up and you're gonna fight and like you're gonna be a bad girlfriend at some point or a bad boyfriend or like a bad husband or wife like it's going to happen and it's okay and like give yourself some permission to fail failure we see failure as a bad thing in American society especially and I mean it, it kind of is but it's also like so many saints failed like I mean uh, Saint Augustine was a huge failure for most of his life and yet he's one of the greatest saints like sometimes God wants you to fa- not wants you to fail but sometimes he's like okay with it because he knows you're gonna like be better after yeah so hopefully that helped a little bit you know if you're starting to feel drained and you're like Bleh. I am in expensing too much energy on other people I need to take time for myself maybe what you really need is you just need to take time for Jesus yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I agree but I think that's it yeah I mean I pretty much said whatever I need to say so. all right well we have talked about love <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that <laughs> oh my gosh okay but follow us on Instagram at the podcast um, Let us know what you thought. Do you have any questions? Do you comments, have any patron saint ideas? Oh boy, because we um, <laughs> we yeah. keep forgetting to do that. We keep forgetting to do that. But um, also, do you have any episode ideas? Because we're coming up on a spot where we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. What else do we want them to do? Everything. Everything. Like, Be better. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Basically, just, you know, interact with us. We love to hear from you guys, as you can tell, because it literally made my entire week just hearing from one listener. So <laughs> It's so true, though. Oh, my gosh. But All right. we'll be back next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.